Just talk about sports and get drunk while they do it. I know it's a little early for this, but we've done it before. Daylight savings time. Yeah. Well, I mean that doesn't really we, qualify. We sprung forward, right? Yeah, which means that we're an, an hour closer to five o'clock than we would normally be. All right. So we'll take it. It's, it's five o'clock somewhere. It's happy hour, y'all. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us for our season finale on Facebook Live. Yeah. Our podcast should be out later this week. While you're here, be sure to follow us on all of our social media profiles, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, using the handle UFR Podcast. And now more than ever, it's important that you guys turn on your notifications um, because we are going to be making content for you guys throughout the next few months. Um, we want to make sure that you get it uh, and that you don't forget about us because we're not forgetting about you. And it's especially important that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts as well yeah. because there will be a lot of podcast exclusive content as well. Mm-hmm. Also, we're maybe coming soon to Spotify. I didn't know anything about that. Surprise! That's pretty fucking cool. Wow, I'm into that. Cool. Should be fun. That means I need to get Spotify. I don't have Spotify. I don't have Spotify. <laughs> I don't Why would either. I pay for Spotify? It's awful. I, I should, but uh, you know what? Let's jump right in, shall we? Let's. Let's, let's do this. This is a, like a, well, it's a tangy shot. We're going to call it a tangy shot. Sweet. Cheers. Just to get a little creative. For the very last time in our season. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Ooh, I really wanted that to taste like pink lemonade, and it did not. Hot. Ooh. Nope. Yikes, sorry about that. Oof. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, that is ooh, tasty. We that's pretty much all our official show business. We're really happy that you guys joined us for, for this season, and it's been a really great first season. And we have so many ideas to make this a little better for you and more accessible for you and all of the above as we approach season two. It's going to be really fun. We're really happy to be here. Uh, do we want to do our polls for the week? Sure. We have a lot to talk about. There were, there were a lot of polls. I made five polls this week. Four. I made one. Oh, yeah. They do, all do, the first one. Do, so, do the first one first. So the first one uh, we did last week. Last week we said, which New Orleans dad do you expect to see Marty? Do you expect to see celebrating Mardi Gras harder? Um, last week, as we know, was Mardi Gras and Fat Tuesday, and uh, followed by Ash Wednesday. I'm giving up hope for Lent. Yeah, that was sweet. I'm just giving up. You have to give up something. You I'm just, just giving up. You can just give up. <laughs> <laughs> Our options were Drew Brees and Peyton Manning. Um, 40% of you said Drew Brees, and 60% of you said Peyton Manning. We were with that that 60% that said Peyton Manning. Um, who, actually, because, who actually was at Mardi Gras. Yeah, he celebrates. He, like, goes out and does a bunch of fun stuff. Um, I mean, he's just, he's the American dad. I just love him so much. He is um, like the American dad. He really is. He's got that down-home, like, Midwestern accent. Yeah. He's really good at commercials. He's been everywhere. He's got the big family. Um, he's, he makes a lot of dadish jokes. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of the Peyton Manning persona post football career. Chicken arm, you taste so good. Yeah. All right. Why don't you go ahead and talk about this next one then? Why don't airplanes have cup holders? 90% of you said yes. 10% of you said no. I don't know what this means. So you go ahead and explain. All right. And neither did anybody who, who. <laughs> My father actually texted me about this poll and was like, you've done it again. I want to participate, but I feel like I can't. 
And I feel bad because the whole idea is not to alienate people. It's just, I want to know why. And it's not going to show up on y'all's news feeds if I don't make it like a poll. So I was hoping someone would like comment with the answer. Yeah, but what you can do is you can come up with different, like different, different ways two different possible it. answers. I know, but it's hard when I'm drunk. Can you open this? Yes. Please? Speaking of getting drunk. Look, it's my bottle opener belt. I'm going to try to return to the show. From, from the very beginning. And last week. And last week. Oh, yes. Remember the very beginning? I do. When we first started doing this? Cheers. Cheers. So, yeah, 90% of you said yes, why don't airplanes have cup holders? And 10% of you, just Andrew, really Correct. said no. Yeah, I didn't agree with the, the options on the poll, so I voted no, just despite the poll. Rude. Yes. Um, uh, I said to her, of course the airplanes have cup holders, unless you've never opened your tray table before. But that's not, okay. And then I proceeded to make the analogy that that, that thing that you open with your tray table, it is not a cup holder. It's like a little... It's not, it's wrong. So it's uh, at least in most airplanes, it's like a teeny tiny little ring that's indented. So that's like, if I'm holding you, like I'm holding you, like physically my arms are around you. Mm -hmm. If I've just like rested you gently atop me, then, then you're I holding not me. holding you. You are holding me. That no. is where you are. That is where you are holding me. No. That is the designated area for me to. I'm to like sed I'm like sedating. I don't. I'm, I'm not holding you. You are. Yeah, no. you're holding me. No. And that's. I mean. Well, I like the other way better, anyways. So. I think it's really dumb that planes don't have cup holders. I like. God forbid they charge us arms and legs to buy plane tickets. And and booze and drinks and like um the flight I'm about to get on I have to pay for my own fucking sodas. Is it a budget airline? It's Norwegian. Oh, uh, that's probably why. I don't really know. But still, like, if I'm going to pay for a drink, give me a fucking place to put my drink. This is nuts. I just don't understand the, the whole mentality behind it. I still, I think that they should have cup holders yes, on plans. Absolutely. There are some that do, but some only, like, really nice ones. Yeah, but they have to make room for the ashtray from the 70s. That's why they don't have them. Uh, yeah. All right. And then uh, Andrew put up this poll. I did. How many, or you go ahead. I said, how many people do you know that have a soul patch? What spawned this, this for you? Somebody told me that they liked my stubble. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. I mean, I typically go clean shaven. That's yeah. just that's just me. Yeah. And so I, I made the joke. I was like, what if I just had like a soul patch? You know, because they asked me if I had ever tried to grow a beard. And I have, I mean, I have before for like a show when I was in college. But what if I had like just this below my my bottom lip no it was just hair no and it got me to thinking who wears soul patches anymore i mean I've i can't think of anybody that i know that has a soul patch i have seen people with them as far as people that i know who have them the options were one or fewer 90 percent of you were with us one or fewer that means one or none or uh two or more 10 percent of you said two or more. they were two of my friends i want to know these people that have soul patches. Yeah, that's a really unique quality, and we would put that on the internet. And unless they're family members, I want to slap them across the face so that their soul patch comes right off. Oh, my God. We are, we are agreeing that soul patches are not cool anymore, right? I mean, if you can carry it, but I just don't know no. what you can carry it. Just grow the beard. I don't know. Oh, come on. Beards are the thing nowadays. I hate beards. I think they're gross, honestly. Like, you'll note I date a man with no hair. He's got some stubble. Well, like a little stubble. Is His fine. entire head is stubble, number one. Well, yeah, but I I just, I don't like, 
And and particularly, like, look, if girls could grow beards, it's one thing because we would cream the fuck out of those things. They would be great. They, they would, would be great. They would be great. But guys with beards, like you, they don't clean them properly. They're not properly maintained. I am. I'm not a fan. Um, Michael made me watch Die Hard this weekend. Uh, I came prepared for this one. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie or yes. is it an attack on Christmas movies? No. It's a Christmas movie. Andrew thinks it's a Christmas movie. I thought it was an attack on Christmas movies, quite Christmas honestly. Movie. It ruined Christmas. You actually watched a movie. You watched Die Hard. I watched Die Hard. I've never seen Die Hard. I watched Die Hard for the first time. It's a bit um, out of season for Die Hard, but yes. Well, he was like, you have watched... It actually had a very long wait for it. He ordered it from our Netflix DVD service, like, months ago. Which is another thing that you... You guys order DVDs. You guys order DVDs from Netflix. Yeah. I don't know anybody who orders DVDs from Netflix. But but they have a bigger selection than New poll, thing. new poll for the week. Do you order DVDs from Netflix? Oh wait, no, nobody else does. Well, that's not true. That's why we put the polls out there. To see if other people agree with us. Is the heat on in here? I feel like I'm being like suffocated jesus yeah suffocated by question all right 70 percent of you said it's a christmas movie and 30 percent of you said it was an attack on christmas movies let me read to you the reasons why it's a christmas movie oh no so we're uh, a sports talk show what are we doing go ahead you were the one who made the poll i know i'm sorry i just go ahead so uh it's about a dad trying to make it home in time for christmas we know this mm-hmm. it's got a grinchy villain in the form of hans gruber uh there are many many ironic christmas references in the movie like I have a machine gun, ho ho ho. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, it's got like it's got like this like subtle anti-consumer capitalist message where the company like corrupted the family unit. Okay. Uh, McLean's wife's name. What's his wife's name? Holly. His wife's name is Holly. Come on. Uh, I think McLean learns the spirit of Christmas in the movie. Uh, he learns to sacrifice for friends and family, and also his gun is wrapped with Christmas tape on his back. Uh, it also snows at the end, sort of. Uh, there is a stuck in the chimney scene, which is the famous shot of Bruce Willis inside the air vent, and all that's the Chris- not stuck in the chimney. That's a completely different thing. It is stuck in a place where air travels through, much like a chimney does. The oh same thing. my god! And it also has all the Christmas music. That is absolutely the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard. It's ridiculous to think that Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I think why, it occurs why? during Christmas, and I think it attacks Christmas movies all over the world. I think you're unwilling to look outside the box of what a Christmas movie is. Sorry that Santa. Sorry, there's no Santa or reindeer. I just, uh, I am fine. Whatever. That's I don't right. give a shit. The question, the next, the last poll of the week is, who won? And your options are Antonio Brown or the Raiders. And this is actually a first in our history here as a podcast, I believe. Yeah, genuinely. Actually, um, yeah. We have a 50-50 poll. Yeah. And, and we had a significant amount of votes. I don't remember how many, but we had. It a, was like. It was more than what we usually get. Yeah. It was close. Um, We had a 50-50 result. Antonio Brown or the Raiders who won the infamous trade, which we're going to segue into discussing. You can make a case for either, though. You absolutely can. You really can. Absolutely. Antonio Brown gets what he wants. The Raiders obviously get better. They replace Mm -hmm. Amari Cooper, who they've been missing. Mm -hmm. I mean, their wide receiver core, uh, Jared Cook, Jordy Nelson, Antonio Brown. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it'll give J- uh, John Gruden a chance to reevaluate uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, but they're also paying a lot of money for Antonio Brown. He's getting a In fifty hindsight. million dollar contract. I mean, all right, wait, let's know. let's rewind to the beginning of this. So this is I mean, our keep first. In mind, keep, sorry, keep in mind that Aaron Donald got paid 
hundreds of millions of dollars earlier sure. this season. Yeah. So did Khalil Mack. Sure. In a vacuum, NFL players are underpaid. In a vacuum. So, what? Yeah. A lot of them are. A lot of them are. Whoa. Oh, yeah. All right. We're going to come back to that. But let's stay on topic for right now. Okay. I, I really do want to come back to that. So time back. Um, so let's just rewind to the beginning of this saga. I'm at a strip club on Thursday night. And it comes through that <laughs> Antonio Brown is going to the Buffalo Bills, joining our friend Bryce Harper. And the world just explodes. I spit my drink out when I read that. I was it like, was are you kidding me? I, yeah, I, I texted it. It was a lot. Yeah. And um, then Antonio Brown takes it upon himself to use his favorite platform, Instagram, and uh, types in on some report, Instagram feed, whatever, and says fake news. Okay, so now what? Here's the thing. Whether or not this deal was actually on the table, the reality is that it wouldn't have gone through anyways because Antonio Brown is so much more likely to insist on holding out than actually going and playing for the Bills. He said he wanted a strong veteran quarterback of sorts. I mean, obviously, he's not going to want to go up to fucking Buffalo. Like, that's clear. Why would you want to spend the year in 30 degree weather to go four and 12. Exactly. So- I mean, I know that wasn't the real issue, but still. The the trade would have fallen apart anyways because he probably would have just threatened to hold out, which would have likely prompted the bills to back out. Adam Schefter actually, ESPN's Adam Schefter, uh, killed the report by saying um, that his sources said, after of course the general manager came out and said that we were talking about it, but it's not gonna happen, we backed out. Adam Schefter said that the deal was dead on Wednesday. They had inquired about him on Tuesday and there was nothing that, that could be done after Wednesday. So now it's Thursday night, early hours of Friday morning, and we're all worried about this. Clearly, the writers are just really fucking bored. But on Friday night, Antonio Brown gets on Instagram again and does a live video, and he says his new team will likely be announced within the next 24 hours. And about 36 hours later, it was announced that he's going to receive a new contract. It'll pay out $50 million over three years. His guaranteed cash will go from $0 to over $30 million, and with incentives, the deal could increase to over $54 million. He will be the league's highest paid wide receiver ever. Which I don't think is enough. At $54 million, not enough for the league's highest paid receiver, in my opinion. That's nuts. I literally cannot believe you're saying this It's right not now. high enough. Are you kidding me? No, it's not high enough. Do you remember like 20 years ago, which I mean, granted, we were fetuses, but like 20 years ago, like if a player was making a million dollars, that was a lot. Sure. I just, I don't understand what the issue is. Money is worth more now. Oh my God. Yeah, it's probably, I don't know, adjusted for inflation or some bullshit like that. I don't know. All right, well, look. I still, th- I still think $54 million for to be the highest paid receiver in football is not enough. I just, I'm we, we, know, we know that he wanted out of Pittsburgh, that's for sure, but he wasn't going to take a pay cut or anything like that. No, but. but like, uh, $54 million, like. I look he at already this. was one of the highest paid receivers in the game. I know. I see this, and I see $54 million, and I think only $54 million? Oh, I, he, should, he should be getting paid more than that. Oh, my God. You're How much? absolutely nuts. What with all the drama surrounding him? Yeah. He wanted out of Pittsburgh. Oh, so my God. He got what he wanted. He yes. fought for what he wanted, and he got out of Pittsburgh. Full disclosure, we didn't really have time for a pre-show today, so we haven't talked about any of this. And I am just... Good, because it's naturally coming up. I'm just completely blown away by the fact that you don't think Antonio Brown is making enough money. No, or I still don't. sponsorships? 
and everything else that comes with being an NFL free shit. Yeah, but none of that is included in this contract. That's all extracurricular stuff. I think it's I'm actually, saying I actually say, think it's a ridiculous number, particularly considering the Steelers are only getting third and fourth round draft picks because there was talk about them getting a first rounder this year and then potentially a first rounder in 2020. Well, I mean, it's like the Raiders are kind of going, uh, it, it, the Raiders are doing a version of going all in. The Raiders are missing these mid round draft picks now. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like they're going a little bit all in mm-hmm. because if it doesn't pay dividends immediately, I think it will not, you know, they're not going to finish first in the AFC West or anything, but it's going to, they're going to be better than they were last year. I just, I, I just can't believe that you think that's all right. You know what? Let's just no, no, the, no, keep, keep going, please. please what is please. the most surprising thing about this trade? You called it in the beginning that it was the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Um, I guess before it came out, I know, I guess for me, it's the amount of money, $54 million in the grand scope of things for a skill position player. It's not that much. I don't think so. Especially when Aaron Donald got paid over $100 million to lose the Super Bowl this year. Look, here's the thing. We know that Brown got what he wanted. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the highest paid wide receiver. We know that the Steelers are probably cool with their draft picks. He adds to an already good Raiders pass catching core. I don't think the trade is all that surprising. I think this is a really good fit for him. Mm -hmm. Derek Carr still has a lot to offer. I I believe that if he has weapons in like his wideouts. I'm wondering what this means for the Raiders because clearly every move, we can all pretty much agree that most of the moves that they've made in the last season have been completely detrimental to the building of, of you know, a next championship team. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, I think it's a good personality match too. They don't have like their like token diva yet, you know? Well, now they do. I mean, now they do, but that's the thing. I just, I I don't really know what to expect from the next season. Well, I get the move because it's a high-profile receiver name, for sure. But if you you look at it, Brown is six years older than Amari Cooper. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's one thing to get a really, really good wide receiver, but it's another to consider the fact that he might be starting the early stages of, of regression as a player. I mean, well, and I that's why I'm shocked about this $50 million over three years. I mean, this might be his I, – I can see this being his last NFL contract. I don't think he's going to get extended beyond that. We're Not talk, at least for the same amount of money that he's being paid right now. We're going to talk about his stats later, but I still don't think – I still think that regardless of who the quarterback is, Brown is not finishing outside the top ten and receiving. All right, that's fair. Yeah. I, I buy that. All right, let's, uh, let's move on and talk about the rest of the weekend. Okay, um, sure, sure, sure. So a couple other things happened, uh, particularly for my Giants. We traded Olivier Vernon and a fourth-round draft pick for Cleveland's right guard, Kevin Zeitler, and a fifth-round draft pick. Um, by the way, happy birthday, Kevin Zeitler. The Browns wished him happy birthday two hours before he was traded on their Twitter. Cute. Very cute. cute. But actually, happy birthday, because, I mean, some would say happy birthday because you <laughs> get to leave Cleveland, but I love Cleveland. I'm a Cleveland girl. We're Cleveland Browns. We're bandwagon Cleveland Browns fans. Yeah, and I was born in Cleveland. Congrats. I love Cleveland. The Giants have added to their broken O-line as a result, but have virtually no defense because they let Landon Collins go without the franchise tag, they which literally, is smart. They literally just let him go now because he planned to sign with the Redskins. Well, they let him go last week when they did Well, I, I know him. that, but now he's like officially... He's going to the Redskins officially as of today. Unofficially, um, officially. The league year starts on Wednesday. Exactly. But Unofficially, yeah. officially, whatever. Um, but now we've got a few different holes. Wow, that's a lot of great safeties. Yeah. ESPN's on in the background. You have Earl Thomas, Tyron Matthew, Haha Clinton Dix, Adrian Amos. 
Mm-hmm. The plan for the Giants is either one of those two players, Tyron Matthew or Adrian Amos, who is in Chicago. I don't think the Bears can afford to pay him, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be a good fit for your team. I'm still there with um, with Claiborne from the Jets. I still think he'd be a good addition to the secondary. He's not a safety, but still. I mean, there's the the Giants have have holes now, and the thing is, is that they've always had holes. Particularly, I mean, right now, as far as what the roster is looking like for their offensive line, is very right heavy. which is pretty useless. I just don't really understand what the plan is, but I believe that the Giants can do a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight Uh with free agency so that they can use most of their draft to plan for the future. Um, We'll see how that goes. The Patriots, on the other hand... also made some moves, and by moves, they're doing the typical Patriots thing in in letting players players walk uh trent brown's gonna sign with the raiders you have uh trey flowers is gonna sign with the lions which is so disappointing thankfully for the patriots with trent brown you have isaiah Wynn, who missed all of last season with an achilles injury who's the rookie from last year who's gonna step up and take his place so that's fine there was i read a thing about the patriots potentially signing uh, going out and getting indomitian sue uh, I can see the Patriots making the deal because Belichick has a, a tendency of like signing players that are questionable. Mm-hmm. Michael Bennett, in in uh, in one example, because they they just signed. Well, and that's kind of I mean that they just, was, they just signed Michael Bennett from Philadelphia. That's I think the big story of of what the Patriots have done in the past three days is because they traded the Eagles a twenty twenty fifth rounder in exchange for Michael Bennett in the twenty twenty seventh rounder. Okay. Um, Belichick loves those late round picks. It's funny though, because now there's all this talk about Martellus Bennett coming out of retirement to come and play with his brother, which is just kind of ridiculous, I think. And probably the reporters being bored and just bothering Martellus because he was cut from well, the Patriots. He was cut from the Patriots because he was injured, he was hurt. Well, I mean, he got and he's been out of the game now for over a year. He got cut from the Packers because he he had that shoulder injury that nobody said anything about. Right. And then the Patriots had him for like a week and then cut him because he was injured. It was like a PR stunt or whatever. He's thirty two. Oh, he's he's old. Well, I mean, he's not ancient. He's still mm-hmm. he can still pick up the slack. I had some thoughts, especially on this. especially if. Gronk is retiring, like you say. Right, and that's and they. I think they were. Oh shit! And enjoy your head of lettuce, by the way. Oh no, we're gonna have to do bonus content for that when I get back from Scotland. Whoops. I mean, I I have some thoughts on that, and I actually posted a link on our Facebook page of my rap sheet for Friday because Friday was a really intense day. Yes, it was. Um. So I I do have some some additional thoughts on all of this. I think it's really nice that that they have this lifelong dream of playing together, and I just don't think that now is the time. Well, I mean, in my opinion, the Patriots should be focusing on wide receiver. The other their their wide receiver core needs to be bolstered because Amendola just got signed by the, by the Lions. Yeah, now the Lions they've got Trent Brown and Amendola. It's like what's going on? I don't understand. I'm confused. And Matt Patricia's trash. There's yes, he is. Did the Eagles fuck up though? Getting no. No? No, no, no. They just signed Malik Jackson from Jacksonville. Yeah. Who's a great defensive lineman. They'll be fine. Okay. In anything, if anything, it's a personality upgrade. Okay. Because Malik Jackson is, is a trouble-free defensive lineman, and Michael Bennett is causing all these problems off the field and running his mouth. I think the Eagles will be fine. And I think it's an upgrade from Malik Jackson. Jackson's younger. Well, and, and that brings us to our next point, is that the Jags also did some serious spring cleaning on Friday yeah. and got rid of everyone except for Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. They got rid of 
a slew of players, and none of them are named Blake Bortles. Okay. Is there a problem? Yeah. Is there a problem with that? I do have a problem with that. Why? I do have a goddamn problem with that. Because the thing is, is they, they're clearly doing spring cleaning to prepare for Nick Foles to lead their team into greatness and success. And they paid Bortles. If they can find someone to trade Bortles for or draft capital, or anything, get that guy off your team. It's not going to happen, though, because the teams have already shown that Bortles is trash. But he's not going to sit on a... I mean, he I, is he trashier than Case Keenum? No. They're probably about on the same level. But Case Keenum didn't, you know, completely tank his team. You know, Blake Bortles led his team to an AFC Championship one year, and then they finished last in the division the next year. I, I understand. I just I think Blake Bortles will be a very capable backup. And if Nick Foles happens to get hurt or is doing poorly, well, and, and, put, and they isn't put, that young either. He's what? He's twenty nine. I mean, he's, yeah, but yeah. he's not that young. Well, I mean, he's not the quarterback of the future for the Jags. He's the quarterback of right now for the Jags. Sure, of course, I'm I'm with you there. And with a good defense, and you know, some stability on offense, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, the Jags could make some noise this year. Who knows? Okay. But. Um, I think they don't have a team right now because well, they got rid of four starters this week. That's fine. They'll, the draft is coming up in, in a month. They'll be fine. All right. But if, Fol- if Foles is going to be the starter, for sure. Yeah. And I think Bortles is a great backup. And if Bortles gets put in and he's like, okay, great. Now I have a chance to re- uh, to prove myself to this team that I, can I, that I really can be the quarterback that they drafted me third overall to be. Why, but why would he care? Nick Foles isn't going to go anywhere. I don't know that. How old is Bortles? Bortles is like 20, 24, 25. He's got to be like our age. Let me look it up. Hold on. Yeah, he's older than... Okay, so he, he's 26. Yeah. Nick Foles is, is 20, 30. Is 30. Yeah. He's turning 30. All right, so there's your answer. So, I mean, there's there's not too much difference. I mean, Bortles has been in the league three, four years now. If Foles goes down, I think Bortles is a good capable backup, especially since they're paying him paying him a lot of money to be that that third uh, third overall pick that he that he was. Let's jump to the next one real quick, and then we'll go back. So we I just said something about Case Keenum. Um, Case Keenum, uh, quarterback for the Broncos, will report to the Redskins to replace Alex Smith and Joe Flacco, as we already know is scheduled to head to the Broncos. So they're basically just swapping quarterbacks. Yeah, because and it's funny because. all three of these aforementioned players, um, Case Keenum, Alex Smith, and Joe Flacco, put up near identical stats from 2018 in completion percentage, yards per attempt, and touchdown percentage. So my question is, is this weird little shuffle in any way productive? So I think it's really all about feel. Feel momentum it's more of like a personal component than it is like a stats component oh you know? totally uh, like obviously you're gonna play different when you have different receivers when you have a different o-line when yeah uh that's obviously very clear but the thing is is that it's the same four teams in the discussion so is it really gonna be that different yeah you never know people could go you could go to i mean I mean, what, what do you mean? What do you mean by different? Just because they have the same stats, that it's going to be exactly the same as last year, this next coming up, this next year. I mean, obviously, the different quarterbacks are going to fit differently on any team. Yeah. If you were to throw Eli Manning on the Patriots, or or so I'm. I'm just like I'm just kind of confused as what as to what you mean by productive. I just because we we don't know how these quarterbacks are going to fare next season. No, but and all these teams have different weaknesses and strengths, and I just I think I'm just. 
confused about if these teams think that they're upgrading. Yeah, that's the other thing is that the teams you know? might, might be might think that they're upgrading, I and mean, they're, they're and they might not. I'm, it's on most likely they're not going to be on paper. No, they're not upgrading. On paper, it's a very equal a very equal swap. I mean, I think the team with I think the Broncos with Joe Flacco have the better deal because I still don't think Case Keenum is is that great of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But again, it's really all about feel, and we don't we don't know who is going to who's going to be better than the other. I mean. Joe Flacco could go out there and lead the Broncos to a division title. We don't know. I mean, we don't know. You're right. I mean, Peyton Manning won another Super Bowl over there. Okay, don't compare Joe Flacco. Peyton Manning, Peyton, <laughs> Joe, Peyton Manning is Peyton Manning. Joe, All right. Joe Flacco is is Joe Flacco. We need to move on. Um, our our last thing of the rest of the weekend. By the way, there's a lot of stuff happening today. And we're just... Free agency is so exciting. Free agency is so exciting, you guys. And we are all here for it. You're going to hear our thoughts and bonus content throughout the next couple of months. But the last thing from Friday was that David Irving quit the NFL on Instagram Live while smoking a joint. So I have two questions here. And one of them is, A, does he still have a career with another league? The CFL. I mean... I don't know what the AAF's policy on marijuana is. But maybe, maybe the CFL. So, I mean, it's, it's possible, but my, my other question really is, and this is the more important question. Will this in any way affect the way marijuana is treated within the league? Because we all know that the NFL's policy on smoking weed is ridiculously antiquated. Correct. There are some people who are standing out there and they're like, no, they just shouldn't be smoking the weed, but it is now literally been legalized in so many places and proven to be a med- I was telling Andrew in our intro today, my dog is taking CBD right now <laughs> so that she, because they think it'll help her recover from her chemo. It's, it's a medicinal substance. And I, I truly do think, I mean, if these players are walking out like high off their asses, like that's one thing, but like to smoke some weed to like calm your muscles. And like, I, I mean, I'll come out, I smoke it to fall asleep at night. Like that's, it calms my brain, it settles me down, and I go to sleep. I'm pretty sure I had a girlfriend whose parents grew weed in the 70s. We know that both both physically and mentally, it is considered to be like a medicinal substance. So that said, I mean, of course, there are still laws throughout the United States. There are states that haven't officially legalized it yet. Right. But within states that have do we think this policy could change and could david irving use this opportunity with his career while he's still relevant with this news to maybe spearhead something like that it should but it won't i don't think it will just because the nfl is so steadfast in it's 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 ideas it's need to appeal to this like middle american like wholesome slightly conservative uh, fan base that it has I don't think it's going to do anything for uh, to um, change the marijuana policy. I don't think anything's going to happen in the next little bit, but it sh- and at least will I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think the next five or ten years. I don't think what? Oh yeah. Unless I you, think unless that's you crazy. get, I think unless you get a new commissioner, nothing's going to change. Oh, the, fact that, the fact that Goodell hasn't done a damn when thing. When is he done? He just got a contract extension in December of 2017. 
which will last until the 2023 season. Yeah, all right. We're so going to see how that goes. He's with us for another four years, at least. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I, I mean, I David, actually, David, Irving, David Irving should, on paper, spearhead some kind of uh, movement about the, the marijuana. Rule, I think it's a great marijuana. opportunity for him business-wise and for his platform since he's going to be out of the NFL and probably needs some money. I mean, he's been fined now. He was suspended after his third failed substance abuse test. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really good move for him. Yeah. Make it a business opportunity and, and help your friends. Try to start something, for sure. Jeez, like we all know they smoke weed anyways in the off-season. People do it for fun. Get used to it. All right, guys. We're we're running out of a little bit of time, but we're going to throw a, a new topic at you guys, something that you've never done before. I'm very um, excited to talk about this. this is, I'm gonna, this is Andrew's show. I'm okay. letting him run this. Um, this is called Stupid Sports Center Stats. So this this mainly comes out of, of Instagram and Facebook, mainly what ESPN posts on their social media accounts. So the first thing involves Antonio Brown, which is what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, uh, ESPN Sports Center's uh, Instagram account published this post comparing uh, AB's stats when Ben Roethlisberger is uh, is under center versus when other quarterbacks are under center. Wait, listen. Is that a dog? That's Jelly Bean. She's like, she fits in your hand. She's a four-year-old. So what would she be if she were fitting in your hand? Would you be, what's the verb? Oh my God, stop it. I can't. You would be holding her. No, I would be holding her if I was like clutching her to my heart. I. What am I doing to this shot glass right now? What am I doing? Say it. What am I doing? I'm, ho- I'm holding it. I'm not cradling it. No, no, no. I'm holding it. You're I'm holding it in my hand. You're giving it a base. What? The fucking table's giving it a base. Oh my god, I can't do this. All right, finish your segment. Let's keep going. Okay. I'm excited about this segment. I said I love this idea, and I do. A couple of weeks ago, ESPN Sports Center Instagram profile posted this photo comparing Antonio Brown's stats when Big Ben is under center versus when other quarterbacks are under center. And the stats on paper, at least what it looks like, are jarring. So with Roethlisberger under center, uh, Antonio Brown has 796 receptions, 10,670 receiving yards, 74 reception touchdowns, and 1,195 targets. That's with Roethlisberger on the field, under center. Okay. When Roethlisberger is not on the field, meaning when there are other quarterbacks there, 41 receptions, 537 receiving yards, zero reception touchdowns, and 69 targets altogether. This is really dumb. This pisses me off to a degree. Because it's it's like making Antonio Brown seem like the bad guy. Like like Ben Roethlisberger is the reason for his success and he's lead and like but he's the leaving. stats are so it's making Antonio Brown seem like the bad guy because it's it's like only when Roethlisberger is on the field is Antonio Brown good. The quarterbacks that have replaced Roethlisberger in any given situation have been in the last you know five years have been Michael Vick right. and Landry Jones. Right. Now, Michael Vick sucked when he replaced Roethlisberger in 2015 for a couple for uh, a couple games. You remember Roethlisberger was injured. Sure. And then Landry Jones came in as well. But there was a game where Landry Jones threw to Juju Smith-Schuster the whole time. Right. He likes Juju Smith-Schuster. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. These stats do not mean that Antonio Brown is a bad wide receiver. No matter who the quarterback is, Antonio Brown is going to finish in the top 10 in receiving. The stat implies that Antonio Brown is really bad without Ben Roethlisberger. 
and he's not. And I don't understand why they have to post these stats. Yeah, that's really dumb. There was there was another thing a couple uh, back in January when James Harden was on a tear of he had like I don't know nineteen twenty probably more than that of uh, games with thirty points or more. But they they made this comparison between uh, James Harden and Kyrie Irving of the Celtics. And since December third, in twenty five games, Harden put up one thousand fourteen points in that stretch of time. Kyrie put up 985 points from the beginning of the season back in October up to January 24th when this stat was posted. Now, in my opinion, this is total bullshit because, I mean, it's no secret that the Celtics have been struggling this season. Right. Okay. And Kyrie's no exception. On top of that, the Celtics have other players that they can spread the ball around to. They've got Gordon Hayward, they've got Jalen Brown, they've got Jason And James Harden is the Rocket. Of course you're going to score 1,000 points in 25 games if you are the offense. If the entire offense runs through you, of course you're going to score over 1,000 points. I buy it. Yeah. In this same stretch of time. I was actually going to fight you on this, but no, 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 no. you're right. These stats are complete bullshit. Yeah. Like, in this same stretch of games... The Celtics and Rockets have actually been, you know, pretty even. Right. In the, in, in the 25 games, the Rockets went 16-8 and eight with a 667 winning percentage. In that same stretch of time between December 6th and uh, January 24th, the Celtics went 17-8. and eight. That's a better record. That's a better winning percentage than the Rockets. Right. I mean, in, in, the, whole, in, the, uh, in the span of games overall, the Rockets went 16 and 9 over the 25 games where, where Harden scored over 1,000 points. Right. Which is a, six, uh, a 0.64 winning percentage. The Celtics, in the entire, uh, from the season up till January 24th, went 19 and 13 with a 594 winning percentage. That's not that far off. That's, I just, that's only four games. I think all of this, in addition to all of the crazy bullshit that happened this weekend with all of these different trade rumors and everything, I think, honestly, it's. It's journalism's fault. Yeah. And like we're we're seeing all these dumb stats and we're like creating our favorite players or whatever based on the fact that journalism is bored. My problem with the 24-hour news cycle, and this is this covers everything from sports to politics, Mm -hmm. but my problem with the 24-hour news cycle is that people will always try to find try to grasp at stories that aren't there. Exactly. But there are so many stories that are there. Yeah, but they're not looking. They're 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 looking at the ones that are uh, appealing to the masses. Well, and that's if it's okay with you. If I can segue into our next. Segment. Can I, sorry, I just want to say a couple more things. Sorry. That's okay. Go ahead. Uh, so in those twenty-five games that that they were talking about, where Harden scored over a thousand points, Kyrie missed five games right. in the twenty-four ga- in like the twenty-five games where Harden was scoring all those points. Yeah. Harden missed zero in those twenty-five games. So automatically, you're taking out what a potential. 50 some points yeah correct so like Kyrie has missed six had missed six up until January 24th the Celtics went four and one in the games that he missed right Harden missed three up until that point through the whole season the Rockets went one and two without him right so I mean there are different sizes of stats there's also this thing about how like he had uh 31 straight 30 point games this season and they're comparing him to Wilt Chamberlain you're gonna sit here and tell me that James Harden is better than Will Chamberlain. Will, uh, okay. James Harden is probably the most boring top scorer in the NBA. Like, he's not going to win MVP. I mean, he's not. He's a great scorer, but he's not going to win MVP. No, of course not. 
And it's just ridiculous that you're going to compare James Harden, who's had like two or three games two or three great seasons with the Rockets and his beard is magnificent. So obviously it's going to make for great TV. You're going to compare him to Will Chamberlain. It's ridiculous. I think it's crazy. Sorry. Now we're. That's okay. I just, this whole 24 hour news cycle. I mean, the, something that I try actively to do as a journalist, particularly for LS life, by the way, thank you to last Brown sports. It's always for your sponsorship and your help for the life section. My whole aim is to seek out stories that people don't know exist. Yeah. But actual stories. Which are honestly the most interesting stories. Exactly. I don't want to read about LeBron every day. I don't. Well, and and the best thing I saw this week was a story about a young lady named Riley Morrison who reached out to Steph Curry because she wanted his new sneakers and went to the store. Yeah. And they were only in boys sizes so she reached out she wrote a letter her father posted on social media and before they knew it it went viral Steph wrote her back and um now he's created a new uh women's sneaker and she actually designed the sock liner for it it's beautiful I saw it it's really great I honestly it was one of those moments where I was like fuck dude like particularly international women's day was this past week and um it was on friday and i'm just i'm shook up by this story because what an exciting thing for this little girl to bring an issue to this massive star's attention and as a result become like a powerful female spokesperson on an issue. And she's only, I mean, she's a child. Yeah. I was so moved. I was, I was just incredible. Sports center did a thing on it. I was at home on Friday watching and it just, it was so moving. So the best thing that I saw this week and the reason that I'm wearing this shirt today, uh, because the Bruins went on a 19 game point streak meaning that they went 19 games with at least one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. Last time that the Bruins lost, like, well, I mean, so a point in hockey. I don't know if you're familiar. But I relax. So please. a point, I don't know. A point in hockey is where um, you get three, you get two points for a win and one point if you reach overtime, mm-hmm. regardless of, of who the winner is. Mm-hmm. The Bruins went 19 games with a point. Right. And the last three have the last uh, two or th- they lost last night to Pittsburgh. They lost last night to Pittsburgh to end the streak. Uh, but the last two games that they had were ridiculous. On uh, on Saturday night against Ottawa, they scored uh, in the last like minute and a half to win. Uh, on the seventh on Thursday night against Florida, they scored two goals in the last minute to tie and then go ahead. It was crazy. Um, so that was probably the best thing that I saw this week. Shout out to Jack Edwards the Bruins announcer for these incredible voice cracking, ridiculous theater, uh, theatrical calls. So uh, yeah, uh, props to the Bruins. Bruins. They're, I think they might be peaking at the wrong time because the playoffs don't start until April. Right. But we'll see. They're doing well right now. So that's that's the best thing that I saw this week. I'm I'm, I'm happy for you. You don't have a hockey team that you support, so. Okay, one more thing. I actually um, want to also shout out uh, the band that introduced us today and will be on the podcast, Westside Waltz. Um, another really cool thing I saw this week. I went to their show at Rockwood Music Hall last week, and they were a really fucking good thing I saw this week. They were really awesome. I love them. Yep. Um, all right. In closing, you guys, because I actually have to leave for the airport in eight minutes. 
Oh, you do? Yeah. That's coming up soon. Guys, um, why don't we just, let's just end it here. No. Do you want? All right. Go ahead. All right. Our question for you guys is, what is a vodcast? We, okay. So when we started this, we thought that vodcast would be an applicable title for our show. Because it's a video podcast and if when you hear us also a podcast and when you hear us say that it makes sense vodcast video podcast right but the more people that i've talked to they're like vodcast that's really interesting and then i explained it to them and they go oh video podcast right but, it's it's weird because i thought it was like a a common term that people used i, like I felt like show or website or whatever like i thought it was more common than then people always said, um, this is something I thought everyone knew existed, but apparently it's not. I thought it was a word that I had heard people use before. Right. Which is why I was surprised that people were like, what podcast? Well, what? and that's why we, I mean, we called it a podcast because we didn't know. Yeah. Um, that said, uh, we're looking ahead to season two and we are going to still be UFR podcast. That said, um, we are, we are gonna do a couple of things different things are gonna be different next season for sure we're gonna be a little bit more podcast oriented which means you guys can listen to us on the go um it doesn't necessarily have to be live though we like the live component because we can bring you breaking news when it's happening um as we did today um we're looking at a longer show we're looking at closer to 60 minutes like today's is um more live guests and um also a multi-camera setup yeah, we're still trying to figure it out. Uh, we would love your th- your feedback if you have any. Uh, please feel free to, to send us messages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. Yeah, we read everything. We really do. Yeah, and we take it all into account. And we're um, really excited about what we've got coming for you guys, particularly over the summer, but also for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a long break. It's a, it's a few months. It's going to fly. It really is gonna fly. I know. Yeah. But we're gonna we're gonna bring you lots of really cool stuff and we're really excited about it. And we just wanna take this opportunity to thank you guys for tuning in and uh helping our our weird little drunk sports dreams come true. It's been fun. It's been so much fun. Thank you for convincing me to do this, really. Yeah, no, I, I had to. I didn't yeah. have a choice. Oh, Thank Michael you. just got home. Thanks, Michael, for letting us infiltrate your apartment all the time. Thank you to all of our special guests, including including Paul and including Mike it's, and Tyler. It's been uh, a blast working with you guys. We hope to do it more. Yeah. And, and with, with that, that that's, that's it. We should sign off because i got to go to the airport so I can play with Scotland. Our season finale, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to season one. This has been under further review. I'm Andrew. I'm Kyle. Cheers. Cheers. Do 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 do